everyone. We're podcasting. Um, I'm here with Michael Sarah, the actor, musician, uh, Bond vivant. Anything else you're throwing into any other qualifiers these days? It's just those three. Just those three. <laughs> yeah. Just Vivin Bond. Um, <laughs> yeah. I normally uh, lead with that one because then the others just feel kind of like a happy afterthought. But. Right. Exactly. And it's what you're, it's what you're proudest of, too. I think it's the thing to be. I wish I actually was that. Yeah, think, yeah. What's the, what's the opposite of that? Um, I'm not. I'm not. My French isn't good enough. I mean, it would be mal vivant, I guess. Triste, triste vivant. Yeah, yeah. Is that sad? sad? sad yeah, yeah. Sad liver. What, sad what liver. Mean? Yeah. Sad liver. No, um, I'm, no. I'm not sad. No. You're not that sad, are you? I'm not. No, no you, I take you, that back. You better not be. Nobody likes to hear no, that. No. Trust me. <laughs> When you're like, yeah, yeah, I have a, a career and a kids and a full life and I make money, yeah. but I'm sad. They're yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. You Wouldn't know. strive for that if I were you. <laughs> Word of warning. Yeah. Use me so as how, a crystal ball. How are you these days? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm great. Yeah. yeah no, it's true. Um, I guess we saw each other kind of like five years ago or at least something in that realm. Something right? in that realm. Yeah. Well, there was a pandemic and that sort of fucked everything It was before up. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you what what did you do in the pandemic? Did we did you work much? Were you home much? I mean I was home. I actually I just moved into a house like uh two days before like the shelter in place came in. Oh that's actually, nice. In we Los were Angeles? Move, no, in New York. Oh, in New York. And yeah, and our moving date was like actually a few days later, but my wife woke up with like a premonition in the middle of the night one night. She's like, We have to move the move date forward. You know, everything's gonna shut down. We're not even gonna be able to have movers, we're not gonna be able to move, we're not gonna have anywhere to live. And she was right. I mean, if yeah. we hadn't done that, it would have been really hairy because we had someone moving right into our apartment that we were moving out of. So, but anyway, all that to say, we basically spent the pandemic putting this house together and, you know, nesting yeah. slowly. Well, that's kind nice. Of, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I and you had a kid, right? And we had a kid. Now, because yes. I, I know you don't talk about it much and we don't have to talk about it, but. Well, I don't. Um, I don't know why you'd sir, be ashamed I don't, I don't, of I don't a baby. Publish, no, I'm not ashamed. I don't like sort of publish op-eds about it, but I'm right. not, it's, it's not a secret. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't scream it from the rooftop. No, I just, I read the way I, the way I read about it. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was no, like they wrenched the information out of you that you had procreated. It definitely was packaged that way, but. Um, yeah, yeah. It was not, a, it's not, you know, it's not private. It's just, uh, I just didn't tweet about it. I, uh, man, believe <laughs> me, I understand because yeah. uh, these fuckers, you know, these fucking podcasters, <laughs> they'll want everything from you and they, they give you nothing in, in return. <laughs> like, what are you getting out of this? Nothing. No, me, well. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting 25 cents. I'm getting a um, sensational hour out of my life. <laughs> yeah, out of out of your life is is the, is the operative way to put it. It's gone, never never coming back. Well, tell tell me about fatherhood. I mean, how were you were you ready for it? Did it was it a COVID baby? Like, did it just kind of happen? No, no, it was something we'd been. You know, I mean, my wife and I are together now. Well, not married this long, but together for like nine years. And oh, congrats! That's great. Yeah. It's so, about she's time. Been, yeah, she's been like for the last like eight years, like so baby baby soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um and I was kinda like, yeah, you know, at some point, but I just I don't know. I was um you know, I never was a guy like because I, I ask a lot of my guy friends like, you know, did you always know you wanted to be a father? Or do you do you do you want to be a father? You know, people who don't have babies like yet, do you strongly feel that? And a lot of times the answer is yes, you know, but I that was never like a very strong, like defined feeling that I had. I could have easily seen my life, you know, without having a kid. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I kind of have a lot of people that I admire that have done that kind of life. So that seemed perfectly viable to me. Yeah. But, um, but then being in, you know, a really great relationship with someone you love, it kind of is just the natural course of thing. I love kids. I, I was never against it. I just took me time to kind of get there. Yeah. Why do you think that was? Why do you think, I mean... Were your parents standoffish? They, you know, they, they, you, you were used to a cold relationship. Psychologically, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, cold. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely, I have, put it this way, I have a negative relation, uh, association with parents and children. But I won't say more than that. <laughs> no, <that's a> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, and I'm I kidding too. Why. I'm kidding too. Yeah. Because, yeah, but I mean, yeah, because. Well, you have when, kids, Andy, right? I mean, I have two kids. Have, yeah. When did have, you have kids? How old were you? Um, 
I would have been 28 with the first one. Great. No, wait. No, no, no. That's absolutely wrong. I, I'm terrible at math. I was, I was, I was. Do you want to jump off the Zoom and come back? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I was born in 66 and I had my first child in 2000. So that would have made me 34. Not anywhere, oh, you know. Yeah. That's I was how old I am. I was 34 with the first one. And then I was 39 with the second one. So. Great, great. Um, oh, and so, I, okay. So they're five years apart. Yeah. Yeah. And we still kind of, among our friend group, were one of the first yeah. baby havers. You know, I don't know how it is with mm. your, with your peers. I'm kind of behind all peers. My, uh, most of my friends. Most of are my you? friends are a couple kids in. Yeah. 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 That I grew up with, you know. Yeah. Well, that's but, a different um, thing yeah. too, though. I mean, if you stay yeah. in your hometown, I think the, it is, you, know. you get started. Yeah. You get, I mean, that's, that's true in my case. All my friends are years ahead of me and my, my sister, my older sister too. Yeah. Um, but I'm really glad that we, <laughs> we came around to it. Um, yeah. I love him so much. He's like about to be 10 months old in a couple of days. Yeah. And uh, oh, he's just so beautiful. And so getting like, getting around too, and scooting and and yeah, yeah, cruising yeah. as they say. Can he yeah, walk yet, or is he? He can walk if we help him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, uh, yeah, it's just, it's exhausting right now because oh, you you can't you can't set him down. It's mm -mm. like he he's. I mean, I know this is like a thing that people say, but it's like they have an amazing ability to find the most dangerous thing. Yep. Even like a jagged, you know, um, like floor you know what do you call it like what do you call the thing that the baseboard like a jagged baseboard yeah yeah he just just completely concuss himself he'll just yep. bolt straight toward it. anyway so it's very you know it's it's very stressful at the moment but it's it's beautiful too he's also becoming so much more fun and interactive mm -hmm. and we're laughing it's good a lot. when they can start talking when you start getting a real oh. person there because it's oh that'll be fun yeah, yeah. My, i actually i'm dating somebody that has a two-year-old and uh the two it, she she talks but it's like you can't understand half of what she says right and the neither can neither go, same goes with the kid <laughs> yeah terrible yeah. i really blew that joke um yeah. no um no but the two-year-old she she talks all the time but you go you kind of sometimes have to be like i'm getting better at understanding what she says but yeah. it's, i just am, there's so many times i'm like oh my god can you just hurry up and become yeah. verbal? Like yeah. understandably verbal? Um, yeah. Well, it's kind of like when you're having a conversation with someone who, you know, you don't speak the same language as them. And yeah. you're just like in this weird nether space <sighs> of trying to understand each other. Yeah. But I normally don't like yeah. think like, well, if I wait around a couple months, this person will speak English. <laughs> <laughs> but with a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it it can be it it's a very I I and I've said this before on here I've coined the phrase high stakes boredom uh, for mm. that kind of because it's so mm. boring but it's also mm. you can't let yeah, your guard so down charged. for a second yeah oh that's a really good way of putting yeah. it yeah but and it also in the boredom you know I mean you have to pay close attention because even though it's like you know tedious there's so much happening almost imperceptibly like from one day to the next you'd be oh you can do that now you know when did yeah. you oh oh suddenly you're so comfortable at like uh just sitting up getting into a sitting position yeah or yeah setting yourself up and like so confident with it you know one day it's like just trying it and the next day it's like like i got it you know yeah the mechanics are it, all baked in it's amazing too because j the mental growth that you have yeah. or that, that you yeah. see in kids it's so fast and so and you you get learned like my kids are smart like my son's 21 my daughter's 16 but like when they were young and they were like my son was like i don't know he may have been not even four and he knew the solar system and he could name the planets by sight and i was like holy shit huh? this kid's yeah. gonna be like <laughs> total brainiac and like i say yeah. he's smart yeah. but it's yeah. like he didn't not he didn't keep up that sort of level yeah. of like impressive <laughs> intellect well that's hard to keep that up it sure is yeah i mean yeah no i mean my son is just kind of clapping his hands like like hardly connecting them but you know doing the gesture of it yeah and i'm yeah. like he's a genius <laughs> look at him go <laughs> he's gonna be a professional audience member <laughs> <laughs> he's celebrating well, now, you're uh, uh you're from uh you ha you have how many siblings two sisters two sisters yeah and are you the youngest 
No, I'm in the middle. In the middle. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you've got one that thinks less of you and one that thinks more of you. Yeah. 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 I don't even know which is which. <laughs> right. Exactly. I <laughs> but, don't even but the thing about being in the middle, like I think if you're if you're out of three and you're the oldest or the youngest, it's very obvious what kind of complexes might come with those. Yes. You know, people talk about kind of middle child syndrome or feeling, but I wouldn't know how to name it. You know, I mean, yeah, I could come up with all kinds of pressures of being the first child or the oldest. <laughs> And the youngest, I think, is a really weird job too. Are you? Where are you in a formation? I'm. I'm pretty much the middle because I have an older yeah. brother, and then a younger half brother and sister, um, mm. who are right. twins. So they sort of count uh, as one, you know. So, yeah. but I How was much in younger? the middle. Nine, nine years younger. Okay. My brother's three years wow. older. Uh, yeah. and then um, my mom remarried when I was eight. And then when and she had was, twins. yeah, and then she had twins at, and when I was nine mm-hmm. and, um, but I, I definitely, I mean the middle child thing to me, and I don't know if this is just my personality or whatever, but I think it is like, it's like, you're kind of the, the peacekeeper. You're sort of yeah trying to keep true. all the plates spinning and the morale yeah. keeper, you know, I definitely was the morale mm-hmm. keeper. I definitely was the one that like when things were tense and dysfunctional felt like, yeah, I better yeah. make everybody happy. You know? Yes. No, that's a hard thing to shake off, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm having to, you know, as I'm like going through life, have to keep reminding myself not to manage how people are feeling or experiencing, yes. you know, just don't do that. You know, just, yeah. I think that comes from that. I mean, I think that yeah. there is, there is that, you know, and that's something like, that, that you have done in the past and. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, yeah, I, I I struggle with um, like try not to um, you know solve other people's problems. Yeah, or so, or get involved in that way. Just be there and support. You know, this is a th- and accept people. This is what I'm always working on. I do yes. think I'm getting better at it because I, you know, I can consciously understand that that's what I have to <laughs> work on. Right, right. In myself, but um, that's a tough one. I don't know. I, maybe that's just something a lot of people deal. With. I mean, I just worry about people a lot. No, about, no. I mean, yeah. well, and it the problem too is that that kind of that instinct or that urge is sort of the basis of all human kindness. And yeah, so you, it's hard you to want look people at, to be, yeah, yeah, it's hard to look at it as like, "Oh, this is something I better change," you know. No, you have to change it for your for your own sanity. Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, I get just so worked up about things you can't control or change, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're setting yourself up for disappointment too. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're always like, you know, you, you're setting yourself up for disappointment that you didn't get like that. You're not magical enough to make something change. And that this right. person didn't change in the way that you were rooting for them. Like I found, yeah. you know, having, you know, been dating the last few years, like there were just people that I would be like, I'm rooting for you to get more healthy. And then I'd have to be like, well, how about you just kind of step away? <laughs> how, about yeah. it's, how about it's not your yeah. job, especially yeah. like at yeah. the age that I am and the age that the people yeah. that I, yeah. are, I'm dealing with are. Um, so, you know, I wonder like, can people change or I, cause I think if people want to, you can you can change. I don't know if you can change on a hugely fundamental level, but I think you can change certain things about yourself. I kind of hope for myself that I'll be able to like listen if anyone I really like feel knows me very well and loves me says, you know, you're doing this, you know. Yeah. Although it's hard hard to be like have something pointed out about yourself, but I don't know. I kind of want to stay open to uh criticism even though it's really hard to hear it's you know? yeah oh it's super hard to hear and i but i do think it's i do think changes i mean i feel like i've cha- i've i feel like i've changed i've been in, i you know i've been in therapy mm. for many years um and i do feel like i have made progress uh in my life there are, you're still like you said you're still basically who you are and i actually just i i was talking to Minnie Driver was a guest on here and we were talking about how, you know, like the most, you're never going to get like the full 100% of what you want to be, you know, like, I'm like, I wish I, I wish I had more 
ambition as a writer. I wish I had more of the ability right. to just sit down and crank out ideas yeah, and make a script. And that wish mm-hmm. is still there. But yeah. I kind of feel like as yeah. as much as I can do for the amount of time I have left on this planet, I bet you I could get like maybe 15% better, you know, like yeah. maybe yeah. 20% better. And that sounds like yeah. such a drag because I still have <laughs> – I have a younger brain than I do the actual, yeah. you know, like everybody does. Yeah. Everybody feels yeah. like they're younger than they are. But I, I just, I, there's still part of me. It's like, nope, I'm going to turn it all around. I'm going to mm. become the person that I've always thought, <laughs> damn, when I'm really firing on all, all my cylinders, I'm going to be, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, and I just kind of feel like, no, I'll probably just kind of be yeah. like a little bit more better yeah. of what I am. And, to expect more than that is just not realistic. It's funny because I feel like that kind of uh, engine that you, you have to put under yourself in this business, it, it's sort of just like a, a, a almost like a necessary function or survival instinct to working in a business that is sort of, you know, kind of re- can can go a lot of different ways for you, depending on how sure. hard you work at it. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because that engine, I think, will always be there, like an engine of almost like dissatisfaction that just keeps you, you know, mm-hmm. try. It, it's a weird curse in a way that you can't really enjoy, you know, like what you have done or where, where you are, you know. Yeah. I think it's a very common thing, though, with people that we that do what we do in that it is. you're not, yeah. you're not like the notion of like what's going right. Like, think about, but look at all the things that's going right. It's like, why the fuck would I do that? What is that? What's that going to get me? No, I, I need to focus on what's wrong because that's yeah. where I need to start tinkering. And that's where, you know, it's the same thing as in an audience, a hundred happy faces and then one yeah. sourpuss yeah. and the sourpuss yeah. is all you can see. That's all you see. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Can't you tell my loves are growing? You started doing this so young. I mean, and and I mean, yeah. and you've come through it like pretty healthy because you can, yeah. there's a lot of young people that get chewed up and spit out. And I'm just okay. wondering, like, like, were you aware yeah. of kind of the more sort of dangerous aspects of putting yourself on the line like this? And I'm, you know, I mean, I know we're not fucking frontline workers uh, first of all anybody out there being like you know don't be bitchy we're talking about you know talking, the, talking about the perils yeah yeah but i mean but yeah the, for young people especially it's yeah. really t- i you know people will ask me like would you put your kids in show business and i say no <laughs> no way because there's too yeah. many fucking exploiters and mm. too much judgment and too much chance for them to feel bad about themselves that's all very, very, very true, especially the last one. I mean, it's it's just such a – it's like blow after blow, you know. I mean, the thing about – you know, when I was a kid, I was like nine and went on a commercial audition, the first one I ever went on, and I booked it. Yeah. You know, um, it was like such a nothing thing, too. It wasn't even really acting. It was like a day of summer camp activities, and they filmed us, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But because I booked it, uh, it was such a great feeling, you know, that I, I, I think if I hadn't – because after that, it was like a just – marathon of not getting anything and going on, you know, hundreds of commercial auditions. And I was not a good, like, you know, commercial child actor. Right. You know, like that style of actor. I couldn't do it. And I didn't book any really. But if I hadn't gotten the first one, there's no way I would have gone on all those other ones and kept going. You know, like, yeah. it would have been just too, you know, it was too hard. And you've got to drive into the city and then back home, you know, and um, And are yeah, you aware of like, that you're putting your parent, like you're making your mom or yeah. your dad do all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're aware of that. Yeah. But I mean, I had a lot of support from them and encouragement. They were really, you know, they were really behind me with yeah. the, but without, without like foisting it on me in any way, you know, it came from me, but they were very supportive. No. Uh, oh, I was, and I wasn't even yeah. getting at that. I just mean, I'm no, but that's, yeah, I mean, I'm projecting if my parents had had to drive me into Chicago to, for repeated yeah. rejections, I would yeah, eventually right. start to feel like, yeah. Uh, sorry. Exactly. Sorry. Well, I, you know, I fortunately like kind of booked like a thing here and there because, yeah. you know, yeah. Otherwise we all would have said, let's stop, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it wouldn't have been, you know, but, um, yeah, I can't remember why I got onto it. It was something about, oh, pushing. Yeah. I mean, um, 
Mm, well, why yeah, gen- why gen- end up normal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I would hate to see, you know, anyone I care about <laughs> try, try, and do, try and do this. It's like, and they'll just get really, you know, hurt. Unless they get lucky. I mean, you've yeah. got to kind of be lucky. Too, yeah, know? yeah. And some people do. And then they keep, you know, otherwise I think people maybe would just quit after a certain amount of rejection. Right, know? right. But um, being as far as being normal, I think I had good people around me. Like, I think um, you're just, you know, unlucky if you if you get, you know, kind of sucked up by bad, you know, corrupting forces. I think like the generation kind of before mine was sort of much more um, like, you know, vulnerable to that or, or exposed mm-hmm. to that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe because I know a lot of kids, you know, kid actors that I grew up with that are, you know, my age now that are, you know, that are all seem pretty like normal yeah. and didn't have, didn't have those experiences. Maybe they were protected, you know, yeah, yeah. the way that they had to be, um, but I'm sure there are also, you know, I'm sure that that's still happening too. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of kids, my or people my age that started when they were young who uh, had, a, you know, like less luck than I had. But I think I just, I was always around by great people. I mean, Mitch Hurwitz was basically the guy who like shepherded me into my, you know, career that I'm still kind of, you know, like connected to. Like he's the start of my career. I right. Know, that I'm, that I'm still on. Right. So that's like an amazing guy to, you know, come into my life. Yeah. It was just, you know. Yeah, yeah, very caring, loving guy. Although Mitch Hurwitz's brand of love is very, <laughs> very strange. Like whenever anybody talks to me about Arrested Development and how funny it was that I played quintuplets, I have to tell them that it's because I was on a show called Quintuplets yeah, that was shooting yeah. 200 yards away yeah. that I was, that was, you know, that was a fine show, but I was a little yeah. embarrassed by it and went over and hung out with you guys. Cause I was like, Oh man, I'd so much rather be on a show like this. And so when I swear when Mitch put me in there, it was like, let's make you quintuplets because we know how uncomfortable yeah, you are yeah, with yeah. being attached to the notion of quintuplets. So it's like everything. That's great. I, I when love I, that. In some of the later ones, like when I was working with Carl Weathers and every 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 person that approached him and it's like thought he was Cuba Gooding Jr. And then they right. were disappointed when they find out, oh, no, it's Carl Weathers. <laughs> I was oh, like, God. doesn't that sting a little? He's like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm really happy that they wanted me to be here so that they could insult me repeatedly, yeah. you know? Yeah, right, right. But right. I mean, you know, that's yeah. just, it you, it, you, yeah. it was part and parcel of it. So, yeah. well, now yeah. was that the first yeah. real state? Because I know you'd had some movie work, you know, but was it mostly up so, in Canada? Well, and then you did some series work up there too, right? Yeah, you mean before Arrested Development? Yeah, yeah. I was on a kid's show yeah. when I was a kid. Um, that was a well. It was actually it, it aired here, but we shot it in Canada. It was called "I Was a Sixth Grade Alien," mm-hmm. and um, it was great because it was a bunch of kids my own age, and we were all friends. And um, it was great. It was yeah. fun. We did two years of that. And um, and were you in school, yeah. or did you did you have to yeah. drop out of school for that? No, you kind of do school. You know, you kind of do school while you're working. Yeah, you do it on the set with a tutor, and you kind of keep up with your school, and and then just drop back in, in into school. That's kind of a, just a socially, you know, like odd, like you know, job to keep. You kind of keep getting pulled out of school and thrown back in, and like get caught up with your friends and with all you know the inside jokes that have developed without you being there. You know, you kind of yeah. have to keep reestablishing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, was that but it was, was that- great. Did that give you some, I mean, did that kind of give you a skill of, of being able to kind of drop in and out of different situations? Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. You know, especially in high school, it starts to get more complex. Um, like when we were doing Arrested Development, we were, I was away for kind of half the year and then come back to all my friends and uh, just, just re reconnect because everybody's changing and growing up and just, yeah, reestablish yeah, yourself yeah. in that, in that formation. Is is Somehow. it possible to have a, a to have a social life like to date and stuff like to have girlfriends at that age? Yeah, yeah, I had a girlfriend uh, uh-huh. at that time um, who completely broke my heart. Yeah, um, she kind of uh, cheated on me, but you know, at I was home forgiven or, now. At home or in L.A.? Um, no, she was back home. Oh, I was okay. in L.A. Yeah, yeah, and and then I found out kind of through the grapevine. All my friends um, had been telling me she's. She's making out with this guy in the hall, like her, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Who she was still very much in love with more than me. Right. And um, 
I kind of, um, I kind of half confronted her. I was like, my friends say, you know, <laughs> you're making out with that, that guy. And she was like, that's oh, not true. And you know, you can believe them if you want. She kind of gave me a version of that, but it wasn't so callous. I mean, <laughs> she was really, she was really believable. And, um, I believed her. <laughs> all right. Just, I just, I just like went into active denial. Sure. Of and course. Then, uh, of course. Yeah. And then all my friends on new year's Eve, I was with all my friends and they were like, so Mike, why are you, you know, like, we're not lying. You know, <laughs> we were why not would making we? that up. Yeah. Why yeah. would we lie? And they just kind of confronted me about it. They're like, it's true. You know, like it's real, you know? And I just kind of had to face it. And, um, yeah. So anyway, I did have a girlfriend in high school, but <laughs> that's what happened. And that's um, so it's so I funny. Her. I like, think it's important to say I forgive her. Yeah. Well, it's just so funny. Like, why wouldn't she just break up with you? You know, like I don't. You, you know, know, I have theories about it. She was kind of, um, she was kind of like a, a bit of a like a homely, you know, young girl. Oh, like not not really noticed by anyone. And then like when we were kind of like sixteen, she like blossomed, and she was so smart. And funny and cool and like she felt like this thing that nobody else could see because she just yeah. was there and and she was so beautiful suddenly to like me and these you know two other guys who were both in love with her her ex boyfriend and his best friend all of yeah. whom were caught in this um, web of of intricate lies a quadrangle yeah yeah and yeah exactly and and so I don't really you know I think she didn't know how to navigate being like having th- guys be in love with her yeah or something I don't know that's my like you know. Well, I've definitely known people through, I mean, just in my youth only, people who like, where it was sort of like, well, why don't you just pick one? Because they're kind of like, because it's kind of fun yeah. to have two. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, like why I'm, would I'm I playing do that? Game. Yeah. 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 If I can, if I can juggle <laughs> this and make this they're work. They're playing like, Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Like some kind of, some kind of sitcom where I'm yeah. rushing back and forth and putting yeah. on wigs and changing identity. But I'm trying to maximize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, what's, what's wrong? Yeah, with yeah. That? what's wrong? I, you know, I, nobody <laughs> said I could only pick one off the buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, um, Arrested Development. I imagine that that is a big change in your life because that was three seasons. Yeah, three seasons. Yeah. yeah. Was it how many? Yeah. Was it three full seasons or was it just like three thirteens? No. Y- no, the first season was like twenty-two episodes. Oh, it was. Yeah, and it was like a miracle. I remember when they picked us up, you know, for the back nine. Yeah. This all feels like such like, you know, you don't do people even have back nines anymore? No, they don't. Right? So, but anyway, we got a back nine and that felt like, you know, a total like lifeline because it didn't feel like, you know, anybody was watching the show. Yeah. And then we won an Emmy, you know, after the first season, we won the best comedy, you know, Emmy. And it was yep. like this crazy upset, or at least in art, but, you know, we were sitting there like, in the audience just happy to be nominated and then it was truly unbelievable when we won you know yeah like, what yeah yeah um and then th- then it felt like well now we're now we got a show you know now we're gonna be on forever and but nobody was you know watching it and um yeah and anyway the second season i think we did like a definitely a smaller order i think like 18 some awkward number mm-hmm. you know and then the last season was like just a first you know a first order like 13 episodes and so we kind of like ended with a bit of a limp out yeah you guys, yeah. you guys also had. There were good. I mean, this is inside baseball shit, but you guys had a good. Mm-hmm. You know, Gail Berman was running things, and she had committed yeah. to you guys, and so you had somebody, and that's what yeah. you know. That's what it takes. It takes an yeah, executive to sort of yeah. It kind of like think, okay, yeah. no, this is. I know this isn't like. Yeah. This isn't getting huge numbers, but I believe in yeah. it, and let's give it another yeah. shot. And I mean, and Enough also to too, go, it's like. Yeah. It, whatever whatever replaced you nobody's talking about that you know everybody's yeah. still talking about you know uh, arrested yeah, development it, that's cool that it's you know like definitely like a couple of years after we were off it started kind of um you know getting watched more i think it kind of makes perfect sense to me that you know when it was on tv did people didn't really find it because it's so like novelistic and serialized that you kind of have to like you know, ha- navigate through it, like have the, go on the yeah, ride. Yeah, you have to yourself. watch it in a linear kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of weird. People are like, oh, there's this funny show. And then you turn into episode 10. You're like, who, you know, who what are the, the characters? Fuck is going what on? are they yeah. talking about? Yeah. There's all <laughs> yeah. half the jokes are like callbacks, even after yeah. like the, the second episode. People are like, what? You know? Yeah. So it makes sense to me that it went that way. Um, were you aware yeah. of how funny it was at that time? Or were you just so excited that, you know I loved how special it. it well yeah i mean because yeah. 
I, yeah, we all felt, you know, that, it, I mean, from the beginning, I mean, Mitch is just amazing and his energy is so informative of just what the show is, you know, like he leads with that energy of his that is just so funny yeah. to be around. And then you have all those other, you know, guys like just, so it really felt great. I was so, you know, proud to be a part of it and, yeah. and excited to be around all those guys. I really felt like we had an amazing you know, cast just um, a, oh ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. Cause there's so many shows that like, yeah, it's a good concept. Oh, good pilot script. And then there's just like yeah. eh, a couple of, a couple of the characters, they hired people who are just kind of, eh. yeah, right. But yeah. you guys, everybody was yeah. fucking heavy hitters or whatever metaphor yeah. you want to use. Yeah. It's like so many main characters and yeah, yeah a really fun rotating wheel of different, different kinds of characters. Yeah, and um, I mean, like, the first time we ever did a read-through for the script was, um, well, the first time I ever heard the other actors kind of doing their parts was when we, they were auditioning for Job's, because I think that was kind of the last part they had cast, and they brought in the rest of us to read with actors coming in. Oh, wow, all of you. And all of us, pretty much. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, and, um, you know, it was the first time I ever saw Tony Hale do his buster, and we were just like, watching him in shock you know just yeah like, yeah because you kind of read it on the page but then you see this guy doing that like so fully realized you're like oh my god this yeah. show is crazy <laughs> yeah and then when will came in you know everybody was like just you know it was totally stunning it yeah, was so yeah. different from everybody else that read and we were all just like wow you know I, yeah i you know he's, he's a, a dear friend of mine and I'm, yeah yeah. Will Arnett is just like it's I don't know how anyone could not just have a crush on him in like the first <laughs> five minutes of meeting yeah. him. I mean at times it's like yeah. it's annoying. It's like, oh my God, will you stop being so fucking golden? Funny yeah, and good well, looking and charming and smart and yeah. fuck you. Fuck you, yeah, Will well, Arnett. Well, me and Alia, you know, who Alia who's my cousin on the show, and we were kind of the same age doing the show. We were just like I mean, you feel that way about Will, but imagine like, you know, meeting him when you're 13 <laughs> and and he's bouncing they're all bouncing off each other with david and jason i mean these guys it was like just shocking he just wanted to be part of it with them and you know and they always kind of treated us like you know they didn't censor themselves around us they were all completely inappropriate all the yeah, time yeah yeah that's and uh, it was yeah. great yeah <laughs> yeah it was great yeah and even and yeah. you two guys you know like you two guys, you and Alia are both fucking fantastic actors. And I think that that's, you know, when you were talking before, <laughs> Thanks, and I'm not, and so I'm not here to blow smoke up your ass. Oh, um, you're not? No, I'm not. Do what, and, oh, he just hung up. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, that was, because when you were talking earlier about, you know, kind of how you sort of traveled through, uh, I mean, I asked you about how you kind of traveled through, a, a childhood career into an adult career and acting relatively unscathed. And I think one of the reasons is because you're relative, so relatively. Yeah. Relatively unscathed. You're okay. a fuck. Trust. You're a mess. You know, you're okay. a mess, right? Okay. No, this is, I'm going to listen to all this back. Like I said, I'm going to watch how I acted Yeah, and I might, might agree with you, might disagree with what you're saying now. <laughs> I just said relatively <laughs> to give you some wiggle room for like to to blame you, some of your foibles on your your showbiz career, you know, like oh okay, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know you were giving me a helpful tool. Okay, I was, I was. <laughs> You're like, you know, like you can say like this is part of how I got scathed, you know. When when your wife says, "Why are you so forgetful?" or whatever, you know, I was scathed. I'm relatively not. <laughs> I'm sorry if you were offended by that, but you know, listen, relatively unscathed in I think my that's book fair. Is, I think it's, it's pretty yeah, fucking no, good, I'll you know. That. I'll yeah. Take that. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I but and especially because I was on the way to, to again to blow smoke up your ass. You, you, you were so talented, and and both and, and you and Alia together, so such instinctual, naturalistic actors that I think that you didn't get put in a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like you didn't get like put in a lot of kind of crappy low rent projects that end yeah. up kind of, you know, exploiting you. Yeah. Um, Although there, there are some. Yeah, of know. course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to make a living. Yeah. 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 
No, but um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something you think about when you're a kid, and um, I mean, Elliot, by the way, is like an amazing, you know, person that has been in my life since I was a kid, and and just being close to her and like her instincts and her, you know, yeah, um, it was also incredibly helpful in my life. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go when you're like a teenager acting. There's a lot of different paths, you know, and there a lot of them end up being very very wrong yeah. or something. So it was cool seeing her navigate into adulthood too, which is such an amazing, brilliant person. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think like it all comes down to arrested development for me because there's also like, you know, I, I really worshiped David. Me and Allie both did like, just, we're just always in awe of, of David and in every sense, you know, yeah. like how he, um, and not to single him out, you know, specifically because I could really say this about uh, all those guys, but David was like, I was a huge Mr. Show fan when I, before I did Arrested Development. When I heard he was going to be in it, I was like, you know, so excited that he could be in it. Even he was just cast as like a kind of recurring character, you know, and he wasn't going to be a regular, but it just kind of became that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, you know, just being close to someone like him and see how he conducts himself and see how he, you know, curates his career and just worship a guy like that. It's a lucky thing to, to happen to you when you're a teenager. Yeah. You know, could have been, uh, you know, anyone else. Um, yeah. So a lot of good luck there. It does. That, it also, yeah. it, I mean, because you did get to sort of see so many talent, you know, I mean, cause so, and so many different kinds of performers, like Jeffrey Tambor is a much yeah. different, you know, Jessica Walsh is a yeah. different kind of performer yeah. than, than Will, Jason, you know, Jason. I, and yeah. um, what were you given a lot of like acting notes from from the directors on the show or from Mitch or did, was it kind of <clears throat> just they sort of let you feel your own way? It's a good question. I think um, there was a lot of help. You know, there's a lot. There was a lot of. Um, I I specifically remember Mitch being very helpful in like getting me the part. Mitch Mitch I think was kind of wanted me for the part. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, he had seen me in another show and um, he knew about me. And then when I came in, he was so support. I really felt like it was my part to lose, you know, at least in his eyes. And he was kind of selling me to the network. Yeah. So he was very helpful with my audition, like very, you know, helping me kind of just make the most of every moment and, you know, make it, make, right, make it pop right. in a way that it really just, it felt great because it really felt, yeah. felt like he was setting me up to win. And yeah, knowing what eyes are going to be judging you and what they're going to yeah. want to want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also knowing, you know, what the tone of the show is, which, you know, wasn't maybe that obvious before having ever seen it, you know. Of course. Um, but he had it kind of figured out, you know. And um, so he was definitely, yeah, as far as performance, Mitch, but, but I think they were also so encouraging and, you know, just made me and Alia feel like we were really belonged there and were funny, you know, and... We, like just laugh even you know in the table reads we always kind of got laughs from everyone and it felt like just we really felt supported it didn't feel like okay you know now you know you guys have to kind of earn your your right to be here it really everyone was like wow these yeah, guys are yeah, great yeah. you know they really made us feel good um yeah but i don't know i mean i you know i can't remember too well i i know like as far as direction everything kind of like you know when you're on a series like that everything kind of starts to just kind of fire, uh, you know, and it becomes mm-hmm. like a well-oiled machine. And I think like, often I feel like Jason kind of directed the scenes just by being at the center of them. Oh, okay. If you know what I mean? Like he often kind of controlled the rhythm of the scene because he's like the guy, you know, you're moving through the show with him. Right. And, and, and it kind of, he goes through it kind of the scenes work that way too, in a way. And, um, Oh yeah. He's yeah. carrying the whole thing. He's carrying it. He's carrying it. Narratively yeah. and pacing wise. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. And, and he just would set the tone of the scene in a way, like even when we were rehearsing, you know, he's kind of plodding his way through it. And then it's just suddenly like on its feet, you know, and I learned a lot just from watching Jason rehearse mm-hmm. and, and find it. And yeah, you know, so yeah, it just kind of became this thing through osmosis over time where you just know how to play off each other. And, right. You know, it's also the best yeah. way. I mean, I uh, I learned, you know, every minute that you are being paid to do something is worth two months of learning it in school. You know, mm. like you just just mm. there's something about being in a professional situation, especially in filmmaking. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, 
you know, if you're a camera person, if you're hanging lights, yeah. if you're doing props, any of it, you learn so much more by being paid to do it and being mm-hmm. in a professional situation than you ever will by being, because that's, I went to film school, I got out, I yeah. worked on commercials and I, you know, I working on commercials for two months was like more than I ever learned in two solid yeah. years of film school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, and it was like fucking Wonder Bread commercials and stuff like that. Yes. Like, n- no, yeah. which was another thing, another lesson about like, oh, this <laughs> is not at all artistically fulfilling unless you want right. to think like, you know, I, I, it, I was in charge of picking out the furniture or at least, you mm-hmm. know, culling the choices of the furniture. And I like the way the furniture mm-hmm. turned out, you know, I, yeah. you know, like, like you, that's sort of creative, but it's more just yeah. you learn how to work as part of this really fun machine. Um, yeah. And that spreads over into acting, too, yeah. I think. You're, you're, you know, yeah. you're a very yeah. pampered member of the crew, but you're still a member of the crew. And if you don't Completely. think that, I yeah. think you're missing the point. Yeah. No, you are, because it is a machine and there's a rhythm to everything. Yeah. That, you know, and yeah, you have to get on board. But you have to get on the, the conveyor belt with everyone. Um, yeah. I mean, I specifically remember that like feeling when I was 10 and on, on the first you know set I was ever on was like just sensing that, you know, sensing that there's like a, there's like a treadmill or something that everybody's in step with each other on. I have to get on it. I have to orient myself with them and get with the uh, program, just yeah. figure out what, what are, how, how we work. And, you know, it, it's great. It's true. It's like, it's really what you said. I mean, cause you kind of figure that out in a week yeah. Even when you're a child, you know, you're just like, okay, you know, but, Maybe if you, I mean I remember being completely terrified and nervous on the first day, and by the fifth day you're like I got this, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know everyone; they're all so nice to me. Yeah, everyone wants me to succeed. You right. know, um, yeah, and you're and just nobody's really at you know he's asking you to like tame a lion or anything. No, it's like, yeah, no, you just say words and then yeah, you know, yeah. They've still got your back. I mean, on yeah. most, I think on most productions, everybody has your back. You know, I've never been on like an awful one where it felt like you were totally alone for some reason, you know? Yeah. 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 Now, how old were you when Arrested ended? I think about 17 or or so, 17 or 18 or something. And how do you feel when that happens? I mean, do you feel like, well, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go to college. I mean, because that's, 17 is a fairly eventful time where you were at a crossroads. And you had this extra thing layered into it. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, all those things were kind of, I, I did, did, didn't um, want to go to school for myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, maybe that's not true. I can't remember it too well. But I, I mean, I definitely wanted to keep working if that was an option. And I remember Jeffrey Tambor said to me very explicitly, like, in a very clear, you know, and meaningful tone, like, don't go to school. Keep working, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean... Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that would, you know, what kind of opportunities there would be to keep working, but I definitely would have, you know, wanted to do that. And that is what I ended up doing. Yeah. Um, do you remember, I don't even know if this is on your, you know, radar or on your question list, but you came and did my web show at that time? I do remember that. You and Clark, yeah, yeah and Clark, what yeah, was exactly. Clark's last name? Clark Duke. Clark Duke. I mean, it still yes. is, I assume. Clark it still Duke. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I do. I absolutely remember that. I, I, that was right around that time. Yeah, it was right around that time. And I and yeah, and because you and I had known each other from, yeah. you know. Somehow I felt bold enough to, to ask you to do it. Well, no, I was happy to do it. I, I mean, I don't remember exactly what it is because of yeah. the meds um but um, <laughs> but i mean i remember being there i have definitely like a place memory of it and yeah. uh and that was where i first met clark and then i yeah. saw him you know in a few different things beyond that but yeah but it yeah. did definitely feel well and that would also was too like at the time when all right this is for the internet all <laughs> right know. you yeah. know like this is a web series like all right i guess that's gonna be a thing that's and then the it's, thing yeah. and then it's kind of like no it's not really gonna be a thing yeah. Yeah, you no. know yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i did like i did want paul f Tompkins and i did a bunch of like a series of i don't even remember how many or but it was a number of sort of like field remote comic shorts for ebay that really? was just like comedy content on the internet, yeah, that 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 would have been like late night sketches, you know, like late night remote yeah. sketches, but a series of them where we kind of played comic versions of ourselves as motivational speakers, 
And and I just at the time feeling like, oh, this is oh, this is going to be a thing now. Like corporations mm-hmm. are just going to have you come in and do like five little seven minute comedy sketches. And now, you know, now years later, it's like, oh, no, they're not. No, no. <laughs> you know, they did for a minute yeah. there, but then they, they did for a minute. That, yeah. Like, why would we do that? Why would, no, you know, it, wh- that's not working for us. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. would we do that when we could just put like a poster of a beautiful person next to a right. vodka bottle and yes. that's doing the trick or that's just if we're getting gonna, it sold. Yeah. How about putting a, <laughs> a commercial on TV? You know, that, that we could put that on the internet <laughs> that, too, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah, no, that was, I mean, that's what I mainly remember about it. It was like just during that weird time where, I mean, and it's still not entirely settled what this internet and what is TV and it just kind of ended up being streaming instead of internet. But I but yeah, I do remember like, that. It was fun and I was yeah. happy to do it. Yeah. Oh, it was so thrilling for us that you came and did it. You know, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, I felt so cool that I got you, I got you out there you know, to, <laughs> to do our show. I was like, wow, that's All right. very val- validating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that before yeah. super bad or after it was, um, it was right after we shot super bad. Oh, okay. They were putting it together. Cause it super bad was kind year. of the next big one for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of happened right away, basically. I mean, that was kind of the thing that really, you know, I mean, just getting a big job like that, like just, you know, a big, you know, a big leading role in a movie. It was, you know, like the most amazing thing that could have happened to me, I think, in that moment where I was like, what's, you know, what's going to happen to me? Yeah, you yeah. know, because there was also this weird, like, thing about that I lived in Canada, you know, and I didn't have a place or anything in in la you know me and my mom would come when we were doing arrested development and stay in like a furnished you know rental apartment like the oakwood apartments right right which is where we shot clark and michael even though they explicitly told us we were not allowed to, to do it to do that but um, so i you know i was kind of like what i don't even live here how can i you know i'm living up in brampton out of you know outside of toronto and like the whole career thing was very mercurial and you know like mysterious to me how it was going to happen so yeah that movie kind of like defined i guess you know what kind of future i could have yeah and it kind of <laughs> told really you like timing. yeah maybe get an apartment yeah i, I got it I, I, buy I a car get renting, an apartment but, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah we yeah yeah i mean i didn't have that really feeling like i did feel like it was a big opportunity but i didn't feel like okay now i'm gonna live in la and keep where you know it kind of never felt like that. When did that? When did that feeling of like, okay, I'm now an adult in, you know, <laughs> you, you know, I'm an yeah. adult. I'm an actor, and this is my right. job, and I'm not going to go to school, yeah. and this is my yeah. life. When, like, when does that start to happen? I think that happened right when I got super bad. You know, I mean, yeah. I was like, okay, this is. A, I mean, it was such an unbelievable job to get. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I auditioned for it. You know, like the, auditioning for it was my job for a while. They kept calling me back and reading with various other people. And I was like, this is going really well. You know, they, they keep having me back. Yeah. Yeah. This is, but I just, you know, I hope they find the other guy. I hope we even make this movie, you know? Um, sure. And then, yeah. So when it all was really happening, it was like, okay, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. You know, yeah. Career wise. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that cemented my, you know, I'm not going to go to school, you know, I'm not going to get one of these educations that everybody wastes their time getting and just knows a bunch of stuff, you know, and learns things and can be eloquent and intelligent. I'm just going to be an actor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wait for people to tell me what to say. Yeah. 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 During this time, is there any, because, you know, that's got to have, you know, that definitely turned the dial up a few notches from being yeah, part of a, yeah. an, a respected ensemble show that not a lot of people watched to yeah. In a big movie. juggernaut teen film. And totally. I'm wondering yeah. what the effect of that was and if it maybe made you, you know, like go a little crazy or anything. Because yeah. me, no one would blame you for being 17 and, yeah. you know, feel because you know i'm sure that there were a lot of people that were like hey what do you want and you know and like when you're 17 or 18 if somebody yeah, says yeah. that to you especially you know in los angeles oh i would like yes. i would <laughs> i would like uh <laughs> party life good. Yeah, yeah i would like party time good good feelings 
<laughs> yeah. I, I like dopamine. <laughs> I kind of don't like the restriction of its flow. Um, well, we got, okay, we got, we, we're bringing in a tap. We're we going to have a tap got, in yeah, your bedroom, got, a dopamine we know how tap. To act that. Just put yeah. your mouth underneath it and go crazy. <laughs> Just guzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, that it did change everything. It changed my whole experience as a human being in the yeah. just moving, moving through the world, you know, and it, that was like, that was like a big, a big wrenching adjustment because, um, I found it, you know, wonderful. And also, you know, it was unpleasant for me because I, um, I like walking down the street. I like, mm-hmm. like being in the world and seeing people, you know, I can't imagine being like Brad Pitt and like, you can't walk down the street, you know, you've got a great life. I'm sure you've got so much access and money, but you also lose so yeah. much. You lose like neighborhood. You can't have a neighborhood experience. Yeah. yeah. When you're that famous. And all that was like, I kind of felt like I got wrenched out of like what makes sense to me. I didn't want to live in a small world, you know, like a small entourage of people or anything that cut off from like real life. Yeah. So that, where, like, where all your friends are other famous people and you travel from <laughs> famous bubble to famous bubble because that yeah. is a real thing. There are some, yeah. I, you know, there are people who that's yeah. that's it's the, high level. Yeah. High level shit. <laughs> it's very strange. And the food is fantastic. Yes. The yes. The food is fantastic in that realm. And you meet all the sexiest people. Yeah. So that's all great. But yeah, no, I just, you know, I, I was like, oh, my God, I can't like change everything that makes, you know, I can't like. I didn't grow up in that world. I mean, you know, I didn't grow up in extreme. We, I think for some people that's like natural, you know, they can, they're like, okay, that's, that can be my home, that, right. that realm. But I was like, yeah. I can't exist there. And it feels good to people. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It doesn't feel good to you. No, yeah. no, it didn't feel good. So I kind of, um, you know, I, yeah, around that time, I really had a big reaction to like the, the sudden recognizability. I mean, it was really like a movie where, the, the weekend it came out, I was walking down the street and it was like every like of every age group and demographic. And yeah, like, yeah. It was like, oh, wow. It's, you know, because we were in this big movie that was like in theaters at that moment. It's like, and I just had no, I had no concept of how to, you know, handle that level of exposure. I was just very yeah. naive. I was just, I'm just going to go get pizza and, you know, yeah. <laughs> just get grabbed weirdly by people. There are no boundaries. And when you're a child, the boundary thing is even like more non-existent you're like 18 mm-hmm. people can just feel, feel like they can just kind of sure, why not? all over you yeah. yeah so yeah and you know obviously there were it was a, also a great experience so i don't only want to talk about what was difficult about it because it was also so exciting i mean mm-hmm. i loved the movie i loved the, that it was a big hit i loved jonah i loved that we were kind of going through it together you know there was a lot about it that was really Great, which makes it even you know all very it's all very complicated because you kind of love it and you kind of you kind of keep feeding the engine you know you you have momentum in that moment and you're like mm-hmm. okay now gotta ride this but then it's also like but where's the ride going you know yeah yeah uh, is it what I want you know so I, I and and then you're 19 your brain is so soft and you're so stupid that you can't even handle those big yeah those big questions <laughs> so so what was your reaction I mean what what sort of you know, well, I kept working. I definitely had like a jag of just work where I was like, that was because work actually felt like a very safe world. You know, I right. knew sets, I knew, you know, people on the set don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. So that was real life to me. That felt like, yeah. okay, some contact with reality. And I was happy working. And then um, when I kind of got a little burned out after kind of working for like, you know, two years or something without any pause, I, I was like, I'm going to take a break and take some time. And in that time vacuum of like not working, I was like, what do I even do? What, yeah. What's my life? Who's around me? You know, who are my friends? What is my day-to-day life? I just didn't have any of that built, you know, like, so I had to kind of just like, you know, figure out what that was, you know, just get to know who I was and what my life was, how I exist in the world and put it all together. So as far as how did I react to it? It was kind of a bad reaction, honestly. It kind of was a couple of years of like struggling under all that. Like I, I definitely remember feeling like, I think I want to pull the handbrake on the whole, you know, thing. Like the kind of big moment for me was like, um, in, in 2008, I got asked to host SNL mm-hmm. and I said, no. <laughs> and it was like this big code red alert for my whole team. You know, my publicist and my manager, and my agent, they were like, we got to get on the phone with him. 
work him down. He's got to fucking do it. Yeah. He's doing it. He's not not doing it. And Lauren Michaels called me. Somehow they got Lauren Michaels to call me. I I mean, Lauren Michaels wasn't applying pressure, but they were like, I guess they were like, maybe if you talk to him, he'll come around to it. Yeah. And I was like 20 at that time. And I, I, um, I just, I just didn't want to do it, you know? Yeah. And I didn't do it. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of wanted to just, um, like uh, hide for a bit. Did you not do it yeah. at all? Cause I, I saw something where it was like, it was recorded, but there was a writer's strike. So it didn't air. Yeah. Or yeah. No, that was, um, yeah. Remember during the writer's strike, that was, uh, that was a year earlier. Actually. It was like, I was working in New York in 2007 and there was, that was during the writer's strike and, um, UCB in New York was doing all these live episodes just so, because all those people were sitting around. So they, I think yeah. they did like a live 30 rock, a couple other shows, you know, and they did a live SNL and I was, I knew Amy Polar through Will, you know, right. during Arrested Development, they were married and, um, Amy was this amazing, like champion of mine in my, you know, teen years. She would always come by the set and be so encouraging and sweet. And so she texted me and she was like, you know, do you want to do this? And, um, you know, so it was just that it was like a live one-off very kind of special night thing. Right. And you, and so yeah. yeah, you just dropped in and did it. It wasn't like the full, yeah. it wasn't the full the thing. No, I had like one hosting, rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, they had me, they had it all worked out. I, they made it very easy for me to just, I'd like did one rehearsal with them yeah. the night before it was very casual and, and then just went in, you know, and just did it. And they were like, you know, if it's clunky, it's, you know, it's whatever, it's fun. It's just going to be a fun yeah, yeah. night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, you know, we're, we're getting to time here and, uh, I did want to mention, um, that you, you know, you've released an album. So you, you know, like musician calling you a musician is like a legit, <laughs> you know, like you can actually say that you're not just a guy that sort of noodles around on music. And I just want to ask like well, what yeah. that, what that does for you, what doing music, I mean, what, you know, yeah. if it's, if it's like something that you feel is like a a completion of you or is it a fun side thing or, you know? Yeah. I would say it's a fun side thing. Um, yeah. I mean the album I put out, it's like, it's, it's, it's pieces of music. I kind of made over several years, just like on my computer at home, you know, having fun. It was never like a, um, an ambition to put an album. I mean, when I was recording the music, I never thought of even putting it out. I would send it to friends, yeah. but I, you know, it was quite private kind of, I never thought about making it public. And then actually I had a friend of mine, Sebastian Silva, who's this great director I've worked with a couple times. And he, he was like, you're way too careful about your music. And it was like a very, um, effective criticism. I was like, that's, you know, that's, I don't know. That kind of motivated me to put it out. Like, okay, yeah. don't be so careful with it. Don't be so, you know, just put it were out. Were you afraid of, of the reaction of a negative reaction to uh, it? Or were you I afraid of just, coming uh, off as like a, uh, 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 I don't, yeah, maybe that. A dilettante, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, like, it's embarrassing, I think, <laughs> to be an actor, <laughs> and then you put music out. It's like, oh, that's not nice. That's not a great look. But then I was like, I do, I'm proud of the music, and and it's not like, you know, it's just my little music I made at home, so it's like, people will either be interested in hearing it, or they just won't give a shit and won't go right, near it, so, right. so why not put it out? Well, yeah, and so I just did one day. It's nice stuff. It's not, I mean, it's not like obnoxious kind of like, all right, here I come, you know, like, get ready, yeah. you know, just like Sarah in big letters across the stage with pyro going off. Um, well, what what do you, uh, I mean, you know, fatherhood's ahead. Um, do you have any yeah. sort of, any anything special well, planned? Are you, I mean, is there something you're dying to do, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to get a movie made that I wrote with two friends of mine. Um, so we're... We're chugging along on that yeah. for me to direct, you know, that's kind of what I would, you know, love to do next, but we'll kind of see, you know, have you directed m- much stuff? I haven't. Or? Yeah. Not on that scale. I yeah. mean, um, me and Clark, like kind of co-directed Clark and Michael and, um, you know, I've done a couple short films and, and things. Um, that's, that's it. I've never done any, you know, TV or anything like I've been just basically writing things for myself to direct and trying to get those to take root and pushing those along and, We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. And then right now I'm in London actually working on the Barbie movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that looks really fun. I just it's seen some fun, pictures. I'm like seeing the, yeah. uh, the Ryan Gosling Ken pictures was, oh, I was like, oh, that looks really Man, fun. Ryan is so funny in this movie. 
So he's, funny. He's great. And Margot Robbie is fantastic. And Margot's amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a, it's an entirely like, it's a great, great cast. Everyone, everyone is so great. Um, I've been excited. I feel really good about it. I've been excited to be, to be part of it and just watching it, you know, and you just won't believe like, it's crazy what the, you know, the production design and the costumes is going to be yeah. really, really fun. Yeah. Who, who fun. are you playing in it? Oh, Can I you don't say? even know if I'm, I don't even know. I mean, no one's oh, told me not to say, but I don't want someone to like, come well, and be then like don't. You, you idiot. Then don't. Yeah. 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 Then don't. I mean, it does feel like it's shrouded in some sort of, of know, mystery. Jail. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, now people know you're <laughs> in it though. Yeah, yeah. People know I'm in it. They I was actually kind of, I was wondering too, cause I was assuming you're on the East coast. And then when I, <laughs> excuse me, cause you've got a window behind you and I saw it getting dark. Yeah. I was like, like, Damn, it's going on in New York. Yeah, it's like four forty five and it's getting to be nighttime. What the fuck? There's a major supernatural event happening in New York right now. We're talking about growing up as a child actor. Oh <laughs> uh, well, um what you know, I'm sure that people ask you for advice and I'm sure that people sort of you know, ask you like to impart wisdom. Um and I you oh, know, I'd have I'd have of, a lot of advice for, to give you I can think of right away. For you, for you. Oh, you for know, me? Specific. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of things come to mind right away, honestly. All right, go ahead. Do you want to do that off me, the air? Or do you wanna... No, go right ahead. Why don't we, let, let me knock it into an email, because I don't want to like, you know, okay. make you react live to what may be some, you know, intense things to hear. I got it, I got it. Yeah, I don't want to cry on this podcast. No, 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 no. I don't want to cry on this thing. No. no, I mean, but like, what You're do the you... host. <laughs> like what do you feel like what do you think is that you've learned you know from from this and by from, this i mean this <laughs> incredible hour and experience. seven minutes or whatever it is <laughs> oh god what advice i don't know i mean you know it, i don't know i can only kind of give advice you know to myself that's like only always rattling in my brain it's like kind of like we were saying at the beginning which is um just acceptance of uh people you love um you know that's something i'm always not trying to solve problems actually alia gave me such great advice years ago like my my parents got divorced going on 10 years ago now and um it was very you know it was like messy but now they're best friends you know like as Mm -hmm. soon as the dust settled they travel together they like do everything together now and they they're all good but it was like at the time it was like you know but and i was going home and i was getting you know me and my sisters were kind of just managing everything. And Allie was like, but it's not your problem to solve. Yeah. And it was really good. Good thing to hear if you're, you know, a person who tries to manage, you know, people when you're, when that's not your function, you know, I yeah. think sometimes when you see people suffering, you just feel like, well, what can I do? It's not a good feeling to be like, well, there's not much you could do. <laughs> just be there right, for them. Right. Like, but that's kind of, I think what it, you know, just be there and love them. And that's my advice. Yeah, and especially too, I think with your parents, like that's I always try and remember. Like, parents are supposed to take care of children, you know. Yeah. Until you know, like the parents can't get out of bed, then maybe yeah. it switches around. But yeah, until then I don't. Then, then I want to ask my mom to make me breakfast when she's using a <laughs> <laughs> using a elevator up the stairs. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but you know what I mean. I it's like. Parents even uh, parents shouldn't expect their adult children to prop up their happiness. No, it, no I just don't. Not. That's yeah. not the deal. And and no. for that deal to turn that way is uh, a malpractice. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, very I well think, put. Very well yeah. put. Yeah. So I think like yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, let they'll figure it out. They're the parents. You're the kid. Right. You know, that's good, man. I mean, I guess you're, you know, you probably got kind of like a different perspective and a little clarity on that once you had kids of your own. Right. I mean, yeah. And got divorced, kids. you know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, you know, it's a big difficult thing, but it's like, I certainly didn't, I certainly didn't want it. I mean, it's going to be somewhat of a burden, you know, because it's like a, a destructive you know, it's initially destructive, hopefully eventually con- mm. constructive, but yeah. um, it's like, it's an upheaval. It's an explosion mm-hmm. of, of yeah. a unit and yeah, and yeah it's going to be yeah. really, really tough, yeah. but right. the, it's, yeah. I, I, it's my, you know, it's like, it's the adults work. It's the adults mm-hmm. 
burden. It's not the, you yeah. know, like, and, and yeah, there's going to be stuff that's hurtful to the kids, but you cannot add on to that. You cannot be like, you, you know, like I'm hurting and I'm lonely and mm. I'm scared and mm. please help me child of mm. mine. You know, mm. that's, yeah. that's like where, mm. you know, like, <laughs> that's that's a, and honestly that's like a source of many of the world's great ills it comes from shit like that mm. you the know? role reversal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And expecting kids yeah. to be yeah. to be something other than kids you know yeah oh you know what quick uh plug um please do, do you ever watch do you ever watch couples therapy uh i don't the showtime show uh-uh Wow, it is so fantastic. Is it's, it? It's couples therapy with this woman who is just a rock star. She's is it true? Fantastic. Is it like real? It's real. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, all it all comes back to this to, to this stuff, to childhood dynamics with parents and stuff. This is what all these couples are working through at the end of the yeah. day. They're like, they're trying to play out some, some narratives and like reconstruct some element of their childhood that they kind of want to go a different way. Yeah. Or something. And, you know... I mean, that's a lot of the time what's, what's yeah. going on at least. Try to relive and history and fix it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you learn so much about yourself and about relationships watching this show. It's just brilliant. I love it. Um, I'm not making any money on it, but you know, I think everybody should watch it. Good. I like that when you said, can I plug something? <laughs> it was not something of yours. <laughs> something I'm watching. Yeah. You're like Jesus, man. You're totally <laughs> selfless. all right well mike thank you so much for spending time thank you man yeah thanks for having me yeah Yeah. and good luck over there and in the uk and uh you know swing up to dublin if you you. want i'll tell you when i'm up there yes yeah yeah. oh let's have a guinness Uh, (laughs) david tell has a great line he's like guinness yeah, I want to get fucked up, but I also want pancakes. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All Michael, right, Sarah, uh, Godspeed to you. Uh, it's great talking to you. I'm glad to catch up with you. And thank all of you thank out you. there for listening to this episode of The Three Questions. And I will be back next week uh, to query again. Got a big, big love for you. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It is produced by Lane Gerbig, engineered by Marina Pice, and talent produced by Galitza Hayek. The associate producer is Jen Samples, supervising producer Aaron Blayert, and executive producers Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a growing?